Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Here is the long and short of it. The best thing to do at this point is to vote Kevin McCarthy in as House Speaker. Now, I'm certainly not an apologist for Kevin McCarthy or an, a big sycophant of Kevin McCarthy. I'm certainly not suggesting he's the most conservative, MAGA, America first candidate out there. But what I am saying is that strategically, this is in our best interests right now to vote him in and move forward. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in a much worse situation with the potential of an extremely liberal, moderate, rhino Republican as Speaker of the House, or worse, even a Democrat. Do you realize that it's possible, because it's simply a plurality of votes, for a couple Republicans, moderate, waste, mealy-mouthed, lukewarm, Basically, Democrats with an R next to their name, guys like Fred Upton, whose name has been floated out as a possible speaker candidate. All it takes is a few moderate loser Republicans to cross the aisle, join with the Democrats who already have 212 votes. You need 218. So you only need like six turncoat Republicans join the Democrats. And you could vote in a Democrat House speaker which we can't have. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. Let's get on with it. It is Thursday morning, and we are embroiled in the midst of this um, crazy news cycle where we keep having House Speaker votes, and Kevin McCarthy, I believe from California, can't pull together the 218 he needs to seal the deal as House Speaker. I believe they've had like at least four votes already. I think maybe I even read somewhere six, six votes, four or six votes by the end of the day yesterday. They had two or three on Tuesday and more yesterday, and he can't do it. Let me give you some reasons why we got to go with Kevin McCarthy, because I've been getting texts from people. Which way do we go? Some people emailing me, you know, tell the upstarts to cut it out and vote for vote for Kevin. Other people saying I can't support Kevin at this point. Let me give you some reasons why. But I also want to give some thoughts, foundational thoughts, coming from good old Donald Trump on Truth Social. So here we go. Here's some of his, here's a bunch of his truths about this over the last few hours and days. He says this, There is so much unnecessary turmoil in the Republican Party, in large part due to people like the old broken crow, Mitch McConnell, and his wife, Coco Chow, who is a sellout to China, and their rhino allies. So I just want to point out that what Trump is saying is exactly what I've been saying, is exactly what real conservative commentators like Mark Levin have been saying for weeks and months now, is the problem is not so much a guy like Kevin McCarthy. It's Mitch McConnell and these type of establishment rhinos who run a mafia party system. And that's where our crosshairs should be set. The target should be set. Let me finish reading his tweet. Large part due to people like Crow, Old Crow, Mitch McConnell's wife, Coco Chow, sell out to China, and their rhino allies 
who make it difficult for everyone else by constantly capitulating to hopeless Joe Biden and the Democrats. The $1.7 trillion Green New Deal booster that McConnell and the rhinos handed to the Dems last week was a real downer and embarrassment to Republicans. And that's the thing. That's not what Kevin McCarthy is. He's not Mitch McConnell. And a lot of people have pointed out that distinction. Mitch McConnell, as I said, runs mafia-style party politics, takes money away from conservative candidates and primaries, gives it to establishment candidates. When conservatives and MAGA and Tea Party candidates win the primaries and move into the general, he still doesn't give them money, diverts money away from them in the general to other places where there's establishment candidates running, even to the point of helping Democrats win, like Alaska, or sending money against the state's Republican Party pick, like in Alaska, moving funds away from the MAGA candidate, not helping at all, like in New Hampshire. Kevin McCarthy hasn't done any of that. In fact, Kevin McCarthy used millions of dollars of campaign contributions to help conservative candidates get elected, like Lauren Boebert, I think in Colorado, uh, that guy from Virginia whose name evades me right now. But McCarthy hasn't run mafia-style party politics where he refuses to give campaign money and funds and support to conservative candidates. He does. He has. And some of these people, these 20 Republicans who are uh, part of the Freedom Caucus who refuse to vote for Kevin McCarthy, some of these people received campaign, millions of dollars of campaign support from him for the last election cycle in 2022 to help them win, and now they won't vote for him and they're making a scene. Let me continue reading some of Trump's uh, truths. Trump also truthed out this. If Republicans are going to fight, we ought to be fighting Mitch McConnell. Right. That's correct. We ought to be fighting Mitch McConnell and his domineering China-loving boss, I mean wife, Coco Chow. (laughs) I love that. China-loving boss, I mean wife, Coco Chow. The harm they have done to the Republican Party is incalculable. Today, he couldn't be elected dog catcher in Kentucky. Little, that's a little uh, hat tip. I don't even know if Trump realizes to the late, great Rush Limbaugh, who used to use that phrase all the time. Couldn't even be elected dog catcher in Kentucky. Sadly, McConnell only won because of my endorsement went up 21 points. Sorry. (laughs) Well, at least Trump admits it. He also wrote this. Some really good conversations took place last night. I believe that's referencing actually Wednesday night. And now it's time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans, do not turn a great triumph into a great and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. One of the big reasons I'm on board with McCarthy is precisely this. Guys like Trump have endorsed him. Big names, Mark Levin. I mean, you can't get more conservative than Mark. He was part of the Reagan revolution. The guy's got traction. He's really the, 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 next, the next Rush Limbaugh, at least for me anyway, now that Rush is gone. It's Mark Levin, the conservative voice, most listened to. Charlie Kirk has endorsed from Turning Point USA, voting for Kevin McCarthy. 
Jim Jordan, the first chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, has said we're voting for Kevin McCarthy, even after they tried to nominate and vote for Jim Jordan himself. So there is heavy weight behind the endorsement for Kevin McCarthy. There's a reason, their strategy. And that's one of the things, a more broad, general point. Going maverick is not not always an attractive, admirable thing. And what I mean by that, I don't mean, I don't mean standing up for what's right. Of course we want to do that and having principle and having conviction and brass to do it. I talk about that all the time. Don't compromise. But when you find yourself just being a maverick and no one's with you, even trustworthy people who have gone before you who may know better because you're not able to estimate the limit of your knowledge and maybe the greater knowledge on the part of others, the greater experience, the greater wisdom on the part of others, people who have gone before you, then you find yourself... In, in a dangerous situation. It's a lot like the uh, purists in the evangelical community nowadays who are like, oh, we just need to retreat from the state. We have nothing to do with politics. And, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. You know, America's not God's chosen nation and it, re- it really doesn't matter. And they, they go maverick and divorce themselves from a long line, a legacy of hundreds of years of Protestant reformers, uh, Christian reformers, Christian thinkers, Pastors, leaders, statesmen, philosophers, politicians who have gone before, even our founding fathers, who have established a system for religious liberty and civil liberty, and there's a great amount of Christian thought that has gone into that, and people just go maverick and divorce themselves from it, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. The church has nothing to do with it. Like, you're just throwing away so much wisdom and experience from other people, very good, reputable sources who have paved the way until now, and it's unwise. If So back to the McCarthy thing. If all these people who are respectable that we trust are saying, we got to do this, then it's probably a good idea to heed their wise counsel on this. Trump also said, take the victory and run. Very good things are happening behind the scenes for the Republican Party. Intense but smart negotiations between great and patriotic people are ongoing. They all love our country and want something to go forward ASAP. This event will end up making the Republican Party stronger and more united than ever before. Our nation is at stake. Stay tuned and make America great again. He also said, I actually think that a big Republican victory today after going through numerous roll calls that failed to produce a Speaker of the House has made the position and process of getting to be Speaker bigger and more important than if it were done in the more traditional way. So Trump is making the point, and I agree, that even though we want this to end, this could bring about some good results in that I I will give the 20 rabble-rousers in Congress this that they are forcing a conversation and a discussion on conservative values and making sure that the conservatives are heard and listened to and demanding some concessions from McCarthy on how he's going to run the House. But once they get those concessions, they need to get in line and we need to move on and vote for House Speaker. But Trump's point is the same point I'm making, which is a very valid point. This garners attention for the conservative platform and should end up making the party stronger by getting us some concessions that we need. And Trump said this, 
the the process and the victory is going for getting speaker is going to be bigger and more important than if it were done in the more traditional way. Much like I love this, me again becoming president after having won big in 2016, gotten many millions of more votes in 2020, but quote supposedly not winning, big lie, and then winning again in 2024. It will be bigger than the traditional way. And I love that because this guy is confident he's going to win again, even with all the election fraud. I, I hope so. I love it. I'm in for Trump, obviously. Now, let's wrap up this discussion on McCarthy. I think that he does need to make as many concessions as he needs to to win over conservatives. There's about 19 or 20 holding out. As I said, so many reputable conservatives have endorsed Trump, Levin, Kirk, Jordan, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, one of the most conservative congressmen we have, period, bar none in, in U.S. Congress, almost a libertarian, and he's in favor of it. And if you didn't know this, the Freedom Caucus right now, as of 2023, has about 54 members. And by the way, this is why I keep railing against the establishment and connecting Trump and supporting Trump and rejecting the Never Trump movement and the Dump Trump movement and the Trump's got to go, now we move on to Ron movement, is because we are carrying the same legacy if you realize you have to connect the dots through history. Trump and MAGA is, I've always said, part, it's the Tea Party from 2010. It's the Reagan Revolution from the 80s. It's also the Freedom Caucus that began in 2015. Do you remember when the Freedom Caucus started? These are the same people. And every time this conservative movement makes itself known, you hear the establishment say, nope, ignore it, move on, it's a losing proposition, don't go that route, For, le forget these conservatives, dump them and move on to something better, a more quality candidate, quote unquote. And I'm pointing this out because the same Freedom Caucus is still surviving now and that's the same people, that same base that voted them in are the Trump MAGA supporters. We don't listen to the establishment telling us to move on. That's a side note. Anyway, back to the Freedom Caucus. Out of 54, pretty much all of them support Kevin McCarthy. Do you realize that? It's only 19 or 20 that are holding out. The majority of the Freedom Caucus is saying go for McCarthy. So that goes back to my point. If wiser, more experienced, dependable, reputable people have set a course and a path and are going in one direction and they're trustworthy, it's probably wise to go for it. Jim Jordan, as I said, was the first chair and he's in favor of McCarthy. And let me point something else out. The reason we need to move on with McCarthy, no, he's not the most conservative at all. He has shown himself not to work against conservatives in the past election cycle, we've seen that. And the other thing is we need to move on because he's agreed to give us key committee Appoint appointments, key committee chair appointments like Jim Jordan, I believe for the, now I can't remember, oversight committee and um, another guy, another conservative guy for the judiciary committee. My point is we have got to start the investigations, investigations on the Biden crime family, on COVID, on all the vaccine scandal, on the elections, on all this stuff. We need these investigations. McCarthy has agreed to appoint these key conservative members to these positions so we can get these investigations underway. And if we don't move forward with the speakership, we're not getting those appointments and we may end up with a far more dangerously liberal candidate for speaker. 
Let's move on and let's heed the advice of of very dependable people. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. You're not always the smartest guy in the room. The founders knew what they were doing. We should maintain their legacy. And when it comes to current party politics, if the lion's share of your dependable conservative voices are saying do it, it's a good idea to listen up. See you tomorrow.